Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. Conversations with Ask Ash focuses on people, processes, and outcomes. Ashley dives into everyday conversations around work efficiency, team productivity, and project execution. Let's get into the show. And now, your host, Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. What's happening, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Conversations with Ask Ash. With me, your host, Ashley Schuler. I'm excited because this is uh, the final episode of the season. We've been talking a lot about communication. And my has the road been long? It's been long and windy, but it's also been informative and educational as well. And a lot of laughs along the way. Uh, During this season, we've had a lot of great conversations on how to create a communications plan. The way in which we are communicating with one another is different pre-2020 into now, right? There's been a shift. So we're looking at async communication and synchronous communication. We're looking at apps and tools and automations helping us communicate our messages more effectively. We've learned a lot too about client communication, team communication. We've also learned uh, about knowledge management and we've learned about just a number of really great, even nuanced topics, Uh, things like diversity, equity, and inclusion. The list goes on and on, folks. We've we've had a good time this season, and I've enjoyed myself as well. I've enjoyed myself as well. And one of the things that we're going to do in this final episode is it's going to probably be like like gumbo. There's going to be a lot of a lot of different topics as we wrap up communication. And I'm going to walk you through a few final points and then also next steps. I think it's important that we end on next steps. So if you are taking notes or even if you're driving, make sure that you follow uh, this pod, number one, share it with a friend. And then number two, go back and as you save this, this particular podcast episode, go back and take some notes on it because this is really um, something that you should definitely like want to go back to in reference, right? Actually, all, all of these podcast episodes are really something that you should be talking about with your friends, with your colleagues, with your team members, and really challenge yourself to say, did I agree with Ashley? Or like she had a point here, or let's make sure that what she's saying is measuring up against what we're doing. Do we need to tweak anything? Should we consider something different. Like, yeah, that's what you should do. That's that's my that's one of my call to actions, right? Is team up with a friend and uh swap notes about this podcast episode and then DM me. DM me and say, "Hey Ash, I enjoyed this episode or hey Ash I had a question about this or hey Ash, um I I do want to uh have a rebuttal or two um against what you are saying. I I love a good diverse opinion or thought. So a couple things that I I definitely want to get into is I want to talk a bit about poor communication. So I know that in the beginning of this season, I framed the episode really, or the start of the season, really just thinking about this perspective. It's, it's the setup is this pre-2020 vibes, start of 2020, 
we were in a different place when it came to communicating and working with one another. And things have changed so drastically over the past two and a half years, two and a half, three years. Lots of things have changed. In fact, even pre-2020 vibes, there there are companies that were moving towards async communication. They were doing four-day work weeks. They were using, you know, communication tools and things like that. Um, they, they, there was definitely companies that were ahead of the game, I believe, when it came to remote work. Now we are living in a all remote, all virtual, or really hybrid, right? Hybrid space, depending on where you are professionally um, and what the makeup of your life is right now. So I want to bring to your attention uh, this first point, speaking to communication and more specifically, poor communication, poor communication. So Grammarly, if you all are familiar with that, I love the Grammarly plugin, especially for my Google Docs. It's very helpful because they'll be catching words and they actually really make me feel like, um, girlfriend, did you go to school? <laughs> Grammarly be uh, busting you. Okay, but thank goodness for Gram- Grammarly, for real though. Um, so Grammarly and Harris Poll Research, they did a study. They did a poll where they said, and this, uh, this is a report on the state of business communication, So this was in the beginning of, this is January 25th of 2022. They released this poll and they said the results, here we go. Like I'm telling you, write this number down. It's fascinating. They said that the study estimates up to 1.2 trillion annual loss among businesses are due to ineffective and poor communication. Can you imagine that? Up to $1.2 trillion of annual loss among businesses due to ineffective communication. I'm telling you, I was astounded by this, okay? Poor communication permeates the workplace. We all know that intuitively, this research finally puts a number on how massively it's costing businesses. So if you think about this number, and and I wanna also tie a few things together because it's, you know, these are businesses, organizations, um, brands, you know, I want to broaden the the scope of this. So it's not like we're just talking about corporate because it's applicable to other types of organizations, brands, businesses, and things like that. So let's, let's peel this back. And I think we need to make it personal. And this goes back to the question that I did a live stream on and I've done a few content pieces on, which is what is the cost of disorganization? And a branch of that is poor communication, okay? And oftentimes when we're talking about ways that we wanna improve, whether it's in our businesses as leaders, you know, we often will will say, all right, I, we need better communication in this area. Or, you know, we need to streamline our communication. You know what I'm saying? But do we ever count the cost of disorganization? Do we ever count the cost? And I love it because this report literally puts a number to the cost of poor communication. 1.2 trillion annual, annually. Now, your business may not be making that much at all, or even more than that. But there's a number to what a disorganization is is costing you. But more importantly, communication. What is communication costing you? 
loss of clients? How many? Can some of you out there, can you all name and write down this number, write down this number with me? How many clients have you lost this year due to poor communication? Hmm? I think this is, I think this is super important. What has it cost you? You know, was it, you know, during a sales call? You know, was it, you know, a particular like lead or, you know, if you're like into the CPC, you know, now I'm talking out the side of my neck, but you get what I'm saying. Like, what's the cost? What's the cost of the communication? What's the cost of texting back and forth? about assignments instead of having a centralized location for your communication and your work. Hmm? Poor communication, again, it's a trickle-down effect. Late deliverables, unhappy clients, stressed out team members, you as the leader are upset, poor um, quality in what you are producing, frustration. It's a trickle-down effect. Right. And I think it's important for us to start to put numbers to these things and talk about what is what are these costs to this organization? So some other stats within this particular report, I think, is so, so worthy of highlighting leaders estimate, excuse me, leaders estimate teams lose the equivalent of nearly an entire workday. 7.47 hours each week to poor communication or approximately $12,506 per employee. So let's just say, even if you're an online business owner, right? Let's just say, right, that you have, you know, four to five employees, you know, and you're looking at eight hours each week due to poor communication, plus $12,506. So here's what I'm about to do. Everybody take out your calculators. Take out your quackulators. And do this math with me. 12506 times, let's just say four employees. That's $50,000. $50,000 and 50024 Yeah, 5024. $50,000, okay? Poor communication, poor communication, $50,000 per employee every year. Could you imagine if you made $250,000 minus that? Or no, excuse me. Yeah, you made $250,000. But listen, you could have had $300,000. You see what I'm saying? But you got you, to lose out on $50,000 due to the poor communication. So <laughs> in fact, the title of this uh, podcast episode is... <laughs> the episode where Ashley rants about communication. This statistic just drives home the point that now more than ever, communication, having a plan for communication is very important. Talking about it with you and your team. I don't care if it's team of one, team of two, team of five, team of 10, team of 16, team of 50. However, many people, team 100, 500, it does not matter. You need a plan for communication. You need to understand a few things. One, what are you communicating about, okay? And before I get into all of that, let me set the stage for this next point, right? The first point was we're talking about why poor communication exists, okay? Highlighting the fact that poor communication exists due to 
One of the factors is there's a cost to this organization. That's one factor, right? The 1.2 trillion annually for businesses, all right? So while we're highlighting that piece though, okay, I wanna talk a bit about the culture of communication because this is what we need to be focused on right now. What is the culture of communication? Because many of you may feel that... (laughs) You know, the way in which I communicate with my team members, it's working for me. You may even feel, you know what, Ashley? I don't have no major issues. Some of you out there are going to keep it all the way 100 and say, I got major problems, but I have not confronted the situation. I've been on both sides myself. I've been on both sides myself. So I want to talk to you all about the culture of communication Some of the things I've been studying, shout out to Loom, who had a report in September 2022 about your your team's superpower is collaboration, right? And that's one of the things that I want to highlight when we're talking about the culture of communication, because no longer are we working in silos. Yes, there comes a time when the person that you have hired, your team member, your colleague, your coworker, where they're going to need to be in their own zone of genius doing their thing. But it is my belief of what I've observed, what I've seen, what I've experienced is that there is more power in the collaboration piece. When we're all coming together with our skill sets and our superpowers and we're coming together and we're saying to ourselves, man, That's a brilliant idea. I'd love to pair that idea with this idea to magnify what you're looking to do. So I want you to do this. I'm telling you, this is like a a lecture uh, type of podcast situation where we're, we're just dialoguing and you all are doing these exercises. I want you to think of one, two, or three people uh, that you can team up with right now. And again, I want to put this in context of, you know, we have the corporate piece of it, but then we also have the more of the uh, new way of working, collaborations uh, in the digital world, you know, where the rules aren't going to be as, you know, traditional. So I'm trying to set up some scenarios, right? where you might be doing some collaborations um, with different people or, or things like that. So the culture of communication, number one, collaboration, right? You wanna make sure that when working with each other, that there's an understanding that collaboration is mutual, number one, and you need to understand the nature and the relationship of communication. Well, Ashley, what do you mean by the relationship and the nature of communication? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked that question. I'm really excited about this. The reason why I said it like that, because you want to begin to understand as individuals, how should we communicate? And this goes to knowing yourself and knowing the other person. What are the best times, the dates, things like that, <laughs> that you can communicate? When do you want to meet, right? And this is, again, I'm, I'm focusing this on like project-based work. You know, you're working with folks, you know, on a, on a daily or weekly basis, that type of thing. You want to establish what is the relationship with communication. How are you going to relate and communicate with one another? Talk about that. Discuss that. I hope that makes sense. Make sure you send me a DM. Context. Context of the communication. Let's break this down. Communicating tasks in context to the project. 
what needs to be solved, the task details, the requirements, the deadlines. What does it mean to be done versus finished or completed? Okay. The context, when you are communicating with someone and you are, you know, looking to offload a task or get input on a task or even assign a task, right? You know, or you're just dividing up work, communicating tasks in context to the project. There's been so many times where I have said, you know, that email I sent you? Yeah, that one. We'll need it for the next meeting. What? What? Like, what are you talking about, Ashley? And, and and again, it's like having a conversation with myself. I know what I'm talking about, but my team member doesn't. My team member is like, uh, Ashley, what are you talking about? Uh, I've checked Slack. I'm checking ClickUp. I'm checking, you haven't tagged me in anything. I would even want to go check my email. What are you talking about? So you have to be specific as possible. Be specific about what it is, especially the project task, what needs to be done, what's required, explain it, go over it. Many people don't like meetings because they they don't necessarily know how to conduct meetings. And that's in relation to the, the previous comment that I made. You have to, not you have to, you have to, no. <laughs> it is important that, especially when you're collaborating with people that you may have never um, worked with before, set up a cadence of meeting, okay? Uh, you, y'all already know, there, there's a, you know, you all, you guys gotta go back to that um, meeting management episode because I dropped some gems on that one about how to conduct an effective meeting. I tell you what, don't get me excited because we're going to be doing meeting management part three in just five seconds because I'd be getting hype off of that. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you for real. Okay, let me get back to uh, the second point talking about context. The point is, is that you won't have to meet. So for for, for instance, let, let, let me break it down so that we can make it make sense. So a collaboration project is, is, is taking place that I'm a part of fantastic mastermind group working on a project. Now, this is not a project where everyone's getting paid crazy money. Like we're not even there yet. We will monetize, but we're not there yet, but we, we have to meet. We have a schedule. We have a calendar invite. We have a zoom link. We have agendas. We have a Google drive. We have recorded meetings and we have a slack channel we also have a text group which is also fun but we have organized places of communication we have purpose of why we are meeting okay you know what i'm saying and so and yes i was the one that sent out the calendar invites oh you already know (laughs) but the context so when we start to plan and work on this project together we are we are we're assigning each other things to work on but we are specific with what the assignment is i can't say hey so and so you know i think you know could you handle this for me uh, I, i'm going to get back to you okay let me know what you find out okay no it is hey this is something that we need a bit more research on or we need someone to follow up on x y and z okay so and so you're going to take that cool This is what I'm thinking needs to happen. What do you think needs to happen? There's a dialogue. We got requirements. And when I mean requirements, because I know I'm I'm mixing up the technical and, and all of that. When I'm talking about requirements, I'm looking at what needs to what needs to get done. Like what are what are those elements that 
are needed for the project to be complete? What are those items, right? So that's what I'm talking about. What's the deadline? What are the requirements? You know what I'm saying? And so we need to be able to communicate the task in context to the project and the goal and what we're looking to achieve. Make sense? You're, y'all already know what to do. Go on and send that DM. All right, centralize. Ooh, you're, listen, did you know I was gonna have three C's? We got collaboration, context, and the final C is centralize. Okay, centralize. All right, let, let's set it up. Let's set this up for success, shall we? Project management tools and communication tools. Having a single source of truth, people. Having a single source of truth. No longer pen and paper squad. I know you're out there. I know that you're wincing at me when I'm saying this. Pen and paper squad. No longer are we managing complex projects with a number two pencil. Y'all already know I took it there with the Bic. (laughs) With the uh, spiral notebook. Talking about, you know, let me make my to-do list. Ha! I'm not saying you can't have a to-do list on pen and paper. I'm talking about managing complex projects with moving parts. I'm talking about the fact that when it all comes down to it and you're looking to collaborate with people, I cannot see your pen and paper. I cannot see it up in your Zoom screen. I cannot see it. It's, it's, not, it's not happening. When I go back to my laptop, even if I'm in, in person and I'm working with somebody, I'm not over your shoulder looking at subtasks on a little checklist sheet on your BIC uh, with your BIC pen, writing down what needs to happen next. That's not what's happening. You know, we are in the digital age, right? We have tools that will help us become efficient. Will you let technology help you? Will you let technology help you? Now, something that me and the digital Jane often agree upon, we we agree upon this point. It's the process over the tool through and through. That's why I had a episode on how to create a communication plan. What is your communication process? Oftentimes we jump into apps like Slack or ClickUp, Asana, and we get frazzled. We get shook. We get upset. We get frustrated. Ah, this tool don't work. Ah, I got to switch the tool again. And that's not the case. Uh, one of the reasons why I got my myself some Slack badges is because, number one, I love me some Slack. But number two is there's some really cool things you can do with the tool that can really help to streamline communication and really help to centralize the conversation and help people communicate better. So when we're talking about the project management tools, number one, everyone should have some form of a PM tool or a task management tool. They're called so many things these days. It's task management, work management, PM tool. All the, almost all the same thing. Well, actually, you know, I, I don't know about ClickUp. Hey, 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 hey. It, it's it's going to be all right, folks. If you're not a ClickUp user, it's go, it's going to be just fine. But you need some sort of tool. Can ClickUp work for just about everybody? Yes. I believe it. I've seen it. It's a great tool. 
Now, would I necessarily recommend it for like my mom, right? Because I believe project management tools have personalities. And so like for my mother, I probably would recommend this particular tool, Todoist. I love me some Todoist. In fact, short um, little, you know, off to the side, side story. I did a live stream one time. Gosh, yes, it was. It was in August. Man, oh man, I did this live stream and I was muted. Like most of the time I was muted. And I went in, I had a, it was a really good training and it was on Todoist. I had to delete the whole video because no one could hear me. It was wild. But Todoist is a really cool task management tool. I love it. So if you're someone who's like, I'm trying to get into technology and trying to get into ways I can be more efficient with knowing what I'm supposed to do when, for sure, start off with a Todoist, web, iPhone, iPad, all the things. You need a single source of truth when you're working with a team. Why? Because a a team member could be sick, on vacation, on a client call, internet's down, so many different scenarios. And you as a leader, and you could be a project manager, especially if you're a PM, you're a PM, you're implementation pro, you got to know at all times what's going on. You got to know. And I'm going to give a prime example of doing some consulting um, with a client and that's, this is the exact verbiage that I use. Having a single source of truth. A single source of truth that's going to be in front of my face, in front of your face, where you can know what's happening with the project, when things are due, who's responsible, and what's the status. It's instrumental. It's vital. So that any questions that I have... I'm just coming in and really asking strategy questions. I'm asking about risks. I'm asking about roadblocks. I'm asking about things of that nature. I'm like, okay, I'm looking and I'm looking at the schedule. I'm looking at the tasks. I'm seeing, you know, man, do we estimate enough time for this task? Do we have enough, you know, resources, you know, there's, there's things like that where you can really start looking at the information and the data and then start making informed decisions for your project. But that, my friends, is a different type of podcast and or live stream and or, uh, what, or what do we want to call it? Private training type of discussion because that can, that, that can take you someplace. Understanding the data to make informed decisions on your project management strategy. Let me write that down because that's powerful. Okay. We've talked about why poor communication exists. We're talk- we've talked about the culture of communication, collaboration, context, and, and centralized centralization. I want to then move on to another point. Strategies for developing better communication with yourself and your team. More note-taking is involved. Okay? There's a difference between internal 
communication and then external communication. Internal communication with yourself and your team. Again, going back to the culture of communication, what we just talked about. You want to document, you want to outline, you want to be vocal, you want to discuss with one another. How are we going to communicate? How will we how will we collaborate? What tools will we use? What is our process? Absolutely. You can even and this is even including feedback loops within Slack and having emojis for voting on certain things. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Again, that's another type of dis, discuss, discussion on Slack, feedback channels, how to how to get votes from your team members and, and all of that. It's amazing. So internal communication, making sure that we're very clear who we're, who we're communicating to, the context of the conversation, the process the app, and of course, making process improvement along the way. External communication or even client communication, for example, how do you communicate with your client? Are they going to have a ClickUp client login? Are they going to have a dashboard? Is it going to be a HubSpot portal? You know, what What does that client portal look like? What does that client communication look like? Is it going to be email only? Is it going to be in Slack? Hmm? What does that look like? Are you going to set them within a project inside of ClickUp and use a chat feature? You want to decide what the level of communication is, not just for the project, but from the onboarding all the way through the project work and then the offboarding. You want to think about what does that external communications process look like? Doesn't have to be extensive. Doesn't have to be too involved, but it has to make sense. It has to make sense. Now, uh, I definitely want to talk a bit about, too, uh, something that is key in the communication space is even communicating with your group coaching uh, members and students and also your membership groups. You want to have a communications plan for that. Many of you are probably thinking uh, this is a whole lot of writing. It really doesn't have to be. It's not necessarily, don't, don't think of it as I'm asking you to write like a novel or like a 10 to 20 page dissertation. I'm really asking you to come up with a plan that is that is documented that says if I have a membership group, what does the communications plan look like? So everything from the onboarding of your particular students and members all the way through the communication that you have DMs versus even like posts that you that you make. What's the frequency of that communication? So we have to also start thinking outside the box. Because I know oftentimes you're thinking like, oh yeah, client communication. And we're thinking about, you know, team member communication. But let's talk about your group coaching clients. 
Let's think about what level of communication and support do they need? You know, that's important to note as well. You have an office hours. Who's responding to questions? How are these questions being responded? You know, how, how, how will you respond to these questions? In what format? In what manner? This is communication. This is communication. Please let me know what y'all, what y'all think, what y'all think so far. Please send a, send a message. All right. What's next? Like, where, where do we start? Because this is like a whole lot of information, right? I told you, this is the episode, the title of the episode is the episode where Ashley rants about communication. Where I try to give some structure, though. Some structure, right? Okay, so what's next? Where do you start? Because, again, there's been a lot of, lots, lots, lots of information. You know, not only with, with this particular episode, but like, like, er, dang. You know, when it comes to uh, the podcast episode for this particular season. Like, we've had a lot of dialogue and discussion. So, first things first, start with self. Start with self. I think this is really important for us to, to, to look at. Where is it in terms of me? Like... Where, where do I stand when it comes to how I communicate? What could be better? What could improve? What's going well? You know, what type of feedback have I gotten about my communication? So evaluate what's working and what's not. Gather your team together. Even if it's just two to three of you guys. And discuss how you can communicate better ask people what gets on their nerves ask them what they want to see what they don't want to see and then start with these steps start with a good old whiteboarding session shout out to whimsical and to miro miro is my jam right now white virtual whiteboarding tools are the wave I'm telling you, are the wave. Love me some Miro and and Whimsical. Okay. So make it fun. Get a whiteboard, a virtual whiteboard, and outline. Outline all this stuff from what's working, what's not, your communication channels, what's broken, what's really great about the communication, what can be improved, and create a communications plan. Like literally create your communications plan. How do we communicate about work? How do we communicate to our clients? How are we, you know, all these things, right? How do we communicate about our project work? You know, all the things in in between. Also do research. Maybe you want to do some research with other companies within your within your company. You know, just think outside the box, right? And then also create an implementation phase. Many people feel as though you have to implement everything right away. And you don't. You don't. 
You really don't. So a quick review of what to do, how to get started with some of these communication best practices and tips and strategies. You want to start with self. You are the leader. You are the leader. So start with yourself. Think about the vision of communication with you and your team members, with your clients. Evaluate what's working and what's not working, even with your own communication. Gather your team together. Have a whiteboarding session. Have a brainstorming session. Discuss how to communicate better. What's working on a day-to-day basis? What's not? Same thing with your clients. Like, what's working with our our client communication? How can we improve that better? What feedback have we received? What types of things get on each other's nerves, the client's nerves? Then start to create the plan. What does this plan look like? The process, the people, the technology. Gather more research if needed. And then implement in phases. Well, that is all that I have for you all for the final episode of the season of Conversations with Ask Ash, the communication breakdown season with your host, Ashley Schuler. Thank you so much for listening. I want you to rate. I want you to follow the pod and share this episode and also the other episodes with a friend. All right, that's all I have. Make sure that you check out the show notes. Follow me on all social media platforms. Send me a message, an email, a text, a DM, whichever is your preference. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to dialoguing with you. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Ask Ash. Please be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow Ashley on social media at Ashley Schuler underscore. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-H-U-L-E-R underscore.